Hello and welcome to the Moving Curve. I'm Rukmini, a data journalist based in Chennai. Two nights a week on this mini cast, I consider one question around the novel coronavirus epidemic in India. Tonight I'm considering this one. How do we read between the lines of sero surveys? It's day 298 of the novel coronavirus epidemic in India and we are reporting 9,129,003 cases with 133,589 deaths. I've talked a fair bit about sero surveys over the podcast and one thing that I'm learning is that the findings from sero surveys are not going to be straightforward and they need to be interpreted with care. As you might remember, Mumbai has so far conducted two high quality sero surveys. A quick reminder, in a sero survey, investigators take blood samples from a pre-selected sample of people and test them for the presence of antibodies to the SARS-CoV-2 virus to estimate the share of people who have already been exposed to the virus. Now the big story from the first round of the Mumbai sero survey which was conducted in July was that sero prevalence was much higher than anyone had guessed at the time. It was 16% in non-slum areas and 57% in slum areas. From the second sero survey which was conducted in August, the headline finding was this. Prevalence was now 17% in non-slums and 45% in slums. What this shows is that not all antibodies against SARS-CoV-2 last for very long. Over time there is antibody decay and you stop being able to pick them up in a blood test. What this means first of all as Dr. Manoj Murhekar, the director of the National Institute of Epidemiology explained to me in the last episode is this. One thing we can tell um, we can definitely may uh, conclude from both studies of the I mean, national sero survey as well as uh, study, studies done in delhi and other parts of the country that this is a this is a underestimate of actual prevalence considering the declining or waning of uh, antibodies i see so the prevalence could be little higher than this Right. We don't know what uh, how many people who, who got infection they, they their antibodies might have disappeared so that fraction we don't know right but uh, this is a, what we are seeing basically is an underestimate of actual uh, the mumbai sero surveys were led by the tata institute of fundamental research with the city's municipal corporation and i'm pleased to have one of the studies co investigators Sandeep Juneja, professor and dean of the School of Technology and Computer Science at TIFR on the podcast. Professor Juneja says that their survey numbers too back this hypothesis that actual prevalence was probably higher. Actual infection was actually higher than even 56% 57% that we noted right. in our first survey right. because even then there was some decline. Right. And then there was further decline so one can actually back calculate and come up with estimates of what might have been the infection rate but so what this does is it actually makes it quite hard to say much from sero surveys alone about how much exposure to the virus is growing because some people with past exposure will not show antibodies anymore while others with new exposure will show antibodies i was curious about the finding in the second round that sero prevalence had fallen in slum areas and risen very slightly in non slum areas I wanted to ask you was about the um, finding that the um, sero prevalence had come down in slum areas and risen marginally in non-slum areas. So these two things taken together, do they seem to indicate 
some amount of uh, movement from slum to non-slum areas is that a fair thing to say if uh, that antibody decay could partly explain the decline that we are seeing why would we not be seeing that in non-slum areas but as professor juneja explained it's not as straightforward as that see if you see even between the two zero surveys lots of all reported from non-slum areas right so infection was actually was quite strongly there so although there is a small decline i mean there is a decline of old people the new people are rising net net you see something positive let me just take a second to explain that there was some antibody decay in both slum and non-slum areas but there were more new infections in non-slum areas which led to that slight increase I suppose it's hard to say uh, without knowing precise prevalence. It's hard to say whether there is a movement, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can tell you a few things that we do know. This then is where we turn back to lab-confirmed cases, official statistics, rather than seroprevalence alone, and that data shows something very interesting. These broad patterns. What you see is that okay, slums reach their peak around. Uh, let me just see here. This is. I guess maybe May. This is Matunga is reaching its peak around mid-May. Right. And you see that you know Chembur reached it about few weeks later. Right. And but then it kind of quieted down completely. Oh, so that second surge, uh, that second surge never happened in the slums at all. Very little, just right here, a tiny amount. In some slums, more than the others, but in these three slums, not very much. Because how could it if you have so many people who are already infected? As you might remember, zero prevalence in slum areas was already fifty-seven percent in the first round, and that was likely an underestimate. Add to that this. And then you know, for example, forty-four people from slums who had yeah. tested negative in the first round, they told us that uh, you know that they had tested negative in the first round. They were being retested. Seventeen of them turned out to be positive in the second round. So that's thirty-two percent. It's of course a very small data point. But if you were to say, okay, 55% in the first round, and amongst the remaining 45%, 32% are now positive, yeah. that gives you an estimate of 73% for the second round. There's one additional dimension to that increase in non-slum areas, and that again comes from an understanding of ground realities and not from zero prevalence data alone. In the non-slum, okay, you had a surge here. You know, an infected person becomes a case much faster in a non-slum. Because you have slight symptoms, you typically go to the hospital. In some, ah, right. you go to the hospital only if it's really. Right. So you can actually compute that you know how likely is a is a person in a you know it's about four five times more likely right. that a person okay. infected in a non-slum will go become a case. Yeah. Roughly seven to eight percent of infected people end up getting tested in non-slums. Right. Right. So that means what? That's maybe one in fifty, one in four, thirteen, fourteen. In slums, it's one to two percent. Right. So for every you know twenty five to fifty people infected, yeah, one person will become a case. They'll go to hospital. They'll be tested, right? But it's uh, much higher in non slums. So just to sum up, the Mumbai Seru survey showed high prevalence in the first round, but real prevalence was probably even higher. The second round showed what appeared to be a decline in slums and an increase in non slums, but because of what we know about antibody decay. a decline doesn't really mean a decline but from lab confirmed cases we do know that most of the recent surge was in non slum areas on the other hand people in non slum areas are more likely to get tested it's a lot 
and it's clear that one zero survey headline will not get us anywhere. Here's how Professor Juneja summed it up. You know what one relies upon is maybe if a few different ways of estimation give right. you similar answers, then you trust the answers more. For me, this encapsulated two important learnings for me from the pandemic. One, that no single indicator is enough in this pandemic. And two, that the generosity and public spiritedness of scientists is something I'm enormously thankful for. Without the openness of the TIFR scientists in walking me through the nuts and bolts of their seru surveys, I'd never have these insights. I thank Professor Janeja for joining me. This episode was edited by Anand Krishnamurti. On the next episode, a new question. <laughs>